You're listening to Radigan's Rockcast, a series focused on talking about music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even current. Now, here's your host, Tom Radigan. What is going on, guys? Welcome to Radigan's Rockcast. I am, of course, your host, Tom Radigan. Always, as in always. Thank you whether you are listening to this on WMYO, YouTube, Anchor, Castos, Amazon, Spotify, wherever it is, I am glad you are on. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Now, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. Bands come and go, you know? Some bands uh, have, you know... uh, a great success for a little period of time and there are some bands that can last through decade after decade and um, you know I mean of course we've seen with the Rolling Stones that they've been able to last long uh, you know uh, the Beatles I mean that was a different story in a sense because we'll, we'll never know considering John Lennon died 40 years ago we'll never know if they you know end up getting back together you know they probably would have if they're alive you know probably but uh, you know so, uh, but a band, you know, so big bands of the 60s, especially during the British Invasion, of course the Beatles, of course the Stones, uh, you know, the Animals as well, uh, the Who, but there was another band that was just as big and had a success for a long period of time considering that, you know, there was a lot of rivalry and also too, it was a band with two brothers in it. That band is The Kinks. Ray Davies, Dave Davies, Mick Avery was the drummer, uh, and all that. You know, they were people that were able to last from the 60s to the 70s. And, you know, the album that we're going to talk about today is Low Budget. It came out in 1978. Now, The Kinks already had a career lasting for already at this point around 14 years, considering when in 64 they made a big with You Really Got Me. Uh, now, a thing that to mention about this album is that it's got a lot of like punk in it, you know, a lot of that hard rock as well. Some people consider the Kinks being their, the first punk band in the sense because around this time when this album came out, you already had groups like the Sex Pistols, the Ramones, um, even the Police. Um, in some ways, are considered uh, punk in a sense, you know, with some of their songs. But the Kinks some ways started that with the song You Really Got Me with a power chord like that. This album kind of, you know, just brings more of, you know, the 70s punk vibe to it. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, so of course it's got Ray Davies, Dave Davies' his brother, which they both apparently, you know, had a really hard time working together and would always fight. So it's it's amazing in a sense that they were still able to be together for this. Uh, and Jim Ruffer, who was their bass player, uh, he was their, like, I think third bass player uh, at, at the moment because, like, at, at, at the moment, of course, I, you know, as you can tell, I'm not a huge Kings fan. My friend is a diehard Kings fan, and he'll be watching this and probably be yelling at me of if there are certain facts um, or if there are certain things I don't uh, say correctly or, you know, emphasize uh, clearly and all that. But, um, yeah, no, and Mick Avery was the drummer, you know, from the, you know, when they first started. So, yeah, no, um, let me tell you a little bit about how I got into the Kinks. So, you know, 
I always, you know, listened, you know, when I was a kid, I knew the song You Really Got Me. I knew all day and all night. Uh, you know, unlike, I, I knew all that. Uh, you know, I actually thought that they did the, the Doris song, Hello, I Love You, which is actually funny because I found out a year ago that it sounded similar to, like, people said it sounded similar to All Day and All Night. And there was even, uh, you know, Ray Davies and the group, you know, wanted to sue them for that considering that they didn't, you know, Oh, like Jim Morrison doors didn't open up that they you know kind of stole that rift which is funny because I, I, I didn't think those songs sound similar but I did think that Jim Morrison sounded like Ray Davies because I remember as a kid thinking that that was the Kinks and I didn't know that much about music at the time but I just remember thinking that that sounded like the Kinks so I thought it was so weird when I just found out a few months ago that there was actually a lawsuit of that so it was so weird but um you know um my friend uh you know is a huge Kinks fan and you know, I you, you know I actually interviewed him on my channel, Anthony Sabino, who's a drummer. Uh, and uh, I will dedicate this episode to him. Um, you know, one, yeah, he he is the biggest Kinks fan I've ever known, and might be the biggest Kinks fan out there. Uh, and you know, uh, I mean, for good reason. They they've got great music. They've got a lot of stuff. I mean, I always love their stuff. You know, of course, you really got me all day and all night. Sunny afternoon, Lola, uh, and you know. I knew this, you know, because it's funny, because I didn't know that the Kinks lasted this long, that they lasted from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and all that stuff. And my friend Anthony says that there is no uh, decade that defines them even more. 60s Kinks is good, he says, 70s Kinks is good, and 80s Kinks are good. You know, so it, it was interesting that they lasted this long, because I didn't know that. Like, the only songs I really knew were, like, you really got me. I didn't know that much. I didn't know that they lasted longer. And and cause, and cause the first time I found out about that was when I was in high school, my film teacher was playing the song uh, Superman, and I saw it was by the Kinks and said 1978 on which was surprising to me, because, you know, I didn't know that the Kinks were still together at that time. And I remember thinking the song was called Super Senior because my teacher had a very, you know, uh, really interesting type of sense of humor. And um, I think he, he, you know, had his students that he thought were his favorite and some that he would, you know, sort of, you know, thought weren't as go-getters and all that. But, um, you know, uh, regardless, um, he did this, like, he was singing the song Superman as Super Senior. And I actually thought it was Super Seniors, uh, stupid me. Um, and he would say, yeah, Super Senior, Super Senior, I want to be a Super Senior. And, that, like, like that's, like, and I honestly thought that's what it was. And I thought, like, maybe a Super Senior didn't count as, like, high school stuff. I thought maybe it counted as something else. But then it was Superman. And, you know, yeah, so that's how I got introduced introduced to the album Low Budget altogether because that was one of the main singles on it Wish I Could Fly Like Superman and it's definitely got that cool like funk beat too like well not funk more just like a hard rock beat and just like this a song you could definitely work out to uh, and just you know like interesting lyrics that just kind of like you know a little redundant but they work well like woke up this morning and started to and like it just works so well had a cigarette and a cup of tea like had another sneeze and i blew my nose i mean just like yeah yeah and it's just you know a guy who's just you know feeling like he wants to be strong and just wishes he could be like superman and this album actually uh focuses on two superheroes because there's also captain america in the song catch me while i'm falling but why don't we uh you know discuss this album like you know all together at once because i've listened because 
I made a goal to listen to this album, and I've listened to this album now for about, I think about almost 10 times I've listened to this album. And, you know, each song, like, out of all the songs I think of, you know, there's no song that I, I didn't like or that didn't stand out to me, you know? Um, all of them were good. Um, and, you know, like I said, you know, it's interesting because the Kinks were around in the early 60s. They were, you know, started the, you, you know, they were in the first wave of the British Invasion and all that. And what's interesting is this album has a lot of similarities to the groups that were inspired after them, like The Clash, um, and, you know, yeah, and The Sex Pistols. Definitely, like, like a lot of, like, yeah, like, like you know, even uh, some songs kind of remind me of The Police. And, yeah, and the, the thing I have a problem with, some songs sound a little similar to each other. Um, you know, like, Attitude definitely sounds, honestly, like a, you know, one of those punk police songs like Fallout or, um, you know, um, Next to You. Um, like, so it feels like it's got a little bit more of that. It doesn't seem like they're ha they, it has their own, you know, quality as from what I know of the kinks. But it works. Um, you know, all the songs are written by Ray, D Ray Davies. Ray Davies sings on all of them. Um, you know, um, you know, Ray Davies has got an interesting type of voice. A, de a definitely like a hardcore rocker voice. Um, you know, Attitude is definitely a very punk rebellion song. Like, you know, definitely like, you know, a rebel rebellious song. Like, that was, you know, what the punk movement was about, you know, and all that. So then we've got, um, you know, uh, Catch Me Now I'm Falling. Now, this song definitely feels like a kink song. And, um, you know, Ray Davies sings it really, um, you know, like, you know, just very, you know, like, it's just it, his voice. There's something about it that makes you into it, really hooked on it. And, um, yeah, like, and like I said, it, it focus like, this album, it's funny how it focuses on superheroes, because this one focuses on Captain America. And, uh, yeah, like, I, I love the, yeah, like, of course, this is Captain America calling. And, like, I, it, it's just, it's so catchy. And what I like about it is that it's long. And you know what's interesting? Because it's five minutes. Some songs that have a catchy chorus that are long sometimes have the solo that's dragged down and never works and all that stuff. But what what's interesting about this is, you know, it's got the catchy, you know, chorus. You know, you hear it two times and the verses. That's got a little bit of that solo. But it goes right back to that that thing which it's like you know if you like if you're listening to this song and you wish that you can hear that part again because there are certain songs that you listen to because you like just a, one specific part in it maybe but the funny thing is so like if you're interested in that part you know it'll come back and you know and that is what carries you know the the song especially like you know thinking like and some people could probably mistake it thinking the song's called captain america um but yeah, and then there's Pressure, which is, you know, another, you know, punk song um, that definitely is more around, you know, like what was going on in that movement. So, you know, you know, Kings were going on that trend, you know, of, of you know, staying, you know, in the, you know, you know, staying, you know, striking while the iron's hot, you know, and punk was big at that time in 78, you know, around that. Um, and um, so then we've got, uh, you know, National Health. Uh, which is, of course, another type of, you know, definitely punk lyrics. Um, I, I love this song because it's just, it's, you know, it starts off with such a cool hook. And then it just, you know, like moves on with talking about things like Valium, um, you know, um, and then, you know, having a, a reference to Freud uh, and all that. 
love that. And then, of course, we've got the main, uh, you know, song that introduced me to this album, which is Wish I Could Fly Like Superman, like I talked a little bit about. Um, you know, I, I listen to this song, I listen to this song a lot when I run, uh, yeah, like, like it, it, and because the song's about, you know, it's like working out. It just wanting to feel strong, you know, just wanting to feel like, impress, like you know, impressive and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, and it works. There, there actually is because uh, it's this three minutes, but there actually is like a six minute version song that's lo that's longer. Um, you know, I've listened to this album on the streaming service Amazon Music, um, but um, you know. I don't, yeah, like, I don't know where the other version of it is, because there is, and it, it is actually in the bonus of, like, the five-minute, like, you know, the longer version, and they have a few longer versions, like, Catch Me Now, apparently, um, is extended as well, even though that is five minutes, that's just, like, there's an extended where it's six minutes and all that, um, and then we've got the title track, which is Low Budget, uh, and, um, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's funny just about, you know, a guy who's on a low budget, and it's just it's funny lyrics, you know, and just like you, you know, kind of like you know, poking that like, oh, I'm just like a, a loser and a fool and all that, uh, and you know, it's funny because this album, because this of course is the, you know, they were an English group, um, and all that, but you know, the the cover art, um, and that even the title of the album's got a very New York City vibe, and the whole album does have that New York City vibe. And yeah, it was um, it was recorded in uh, you know, New York at uh, Power Station actually, um, and like yeah, Power Station Studio. Uh, Ray Davies of course produced it, but yeah, it definitely has that New York sound. I think that's what what's cool about it. If there's any concept, it's a New York concept album, and you know, even America in the '70s and all that. So then we've got um, you know, um. In a space, which, like I said, there there are a few songs that just sound too similar to stuff. Like you know, like that that's the same even like with, with like the Rolling Stones too. Like there are some songs that sound a little too much like the Stones. Like where it's like it sounds a little more. It sounds like a little too much like you know like Ray Davies is sounding like too much like is imitating Mick Jagger and stuff like at at some points. You know, um, yeah. Like, 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 like that, that that's that's the only thing that's sort of weird in some ways um but like in a space kind of sounds like jesus christ superstar in a sense a little similar to that it sounds uh but um you know like yeah and and this song yeah definitely has even like yeah like uh, like it sounds like he's like like imitating Mick jagger and all that stuff so it, like not so much originality here in this but i i i, I still like it i think i think it, it works well and i know my friend is gonna have a lot to say to me about this uh you know and all that but um yeah no i mean um uh, what I what I like about In Space is just like because like I said I think Ray Davies has this interesting type of voice that's you know very you know hardcore you know very uh, you know very uh, what what's the word you know just very edgy just very all over the place and just very like oh you know ready the rock you know and all that you know and and you, you know he he has that he has some songs where he goes into a little bit more of a you know a soft thing like Catch Me Now and Fallen and the next track after In space which is little bit of emotion like i love the you know thinking about it you know his voice is so soft in it and it works so well and you know it's not like even though you know this song is softer it's you know it, it sounds like a rock ballad it's not like an actual like i love you ballad it's you know just these guys going a little bit soft but still it, it's a rock song totally you know uh and then um and then, of course, another song, which was the second song I've listened to on this album, which was a big single, which was A Gallon of Gas. 
And this is a very, like, bluesy type of song of a guy who's, you know, very wealthy, which is probably uh, focusing on their lifestyle, you know, uh, in all that sense. And, you know, I think focusing on, too, you know, because around this time, there was a gas shortage, a gas shortage, a, a gas shortage. Now I can speak a little bit better, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, it, yeah, there was a gas shortage in the 1970s of the president, Jimmy Carter. And, you know, this song, I don't know if, if it was so much like you know, you could tell that this was going around at that time. So it works that like you you know this song works of you know of that going on that it's like I can't get a gallon of gas. Like I can score you some coke at a seven forty seven, but I can't get a gallon of gas. It's 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 really funny and like you know like how it just goes more and more. I got some like dollars and speed all the drugs that you need, but I can't afford a gallon of gas. It's just it, it it's you know it it works pretty well. It's just a very funny you know tongue-in-cheek lyrics uh you can tell that ray davies has a wild sense of humor uh you know um of course maybe some ways he could be called a cynic but um yeah it works well and then um the last two songs we have a uh, misery um which is like kind of like you know um this is a blend of you know how the kinks started with their music and uh, you know their own style but to also bit of the what was going on with the punk uh, movement with the 70s and all that um, in it too so it's like a mix of that um, you know definitely works um, you know especially you can tell it feels so punky it feels like a punk song when you know there's like the calm response like you know when when I got you in my house and then there's like an audience probably like my house you know yeah and then um, the song that ends the album, which is really, you know, um, really cool, really like, you know, um, like, you know, very like, you know, just out there, just, you know, very just like, you know, just like, you know, like very kind of like, you know, groovy, just like, you know, in your face, tra very transparent, I think is the way to say this, how the song works, uh, moving pictures, and it's a great way to end uh, the album. Um, I, I, I think this is um, honestly, yeah, like one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, just very, you know, like, kind of like, you know, it's, a, yeah, it's very more of like a kind of, you know, psych, I don't know if psychedelic's the word, but more of like the psychedelic of the 70s, you know, of like kind of that thing, like more of like, you know, because psychedelic was a big thing in the 60s, but, you know, the, the way it's saying it, just a very, like, you know, very, very 70s, very, you know, uh, and all that. Um, is the best way uh, to describe this song uh, and all that. But it, it works well. Um, and, um, you know, um, yeah, like, life is only a moving picture. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's the that's what I have to say about this album. Uh, I definitely uh, want to listen to more Kinks albums because I will admit, uh, I'm not, like, I haven't listened to that many Kinks albums. And... You know, I thought that this was an interesting because you know I've always, like I said I've always loved you know uh, certain King songs and this was an album that was always speaking to me. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to try uh, some other King's albums. Of course, my friends could recommend a ton uh, and all that. After this, uh, you know, episode comes out, he'll be sending me like everything in her catalog. Uh, like yeah, but um yeah, but also what I've got to say is. If you have any type of music that you think I should uh, talk to talk about, or if you have any Kinks album that's your favorite, you can always email me at tomradigan66 at gmail.com uh, to focus on what I should should work on and all that. 
And uh, yeah, and that's um, that's it. Uh, that's for today's uh, edition for you people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.